Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome in to another episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network, presented by Flow Racing from the Concord Studios just north of Charlotte, North Carolina. Once again, I'm Chris Wilner and Kyle Ricky from up north in Killingly, Connecticut, counting down to the start of the Stafford Motor Speedway season. What are we at? Three weeks now? Two weeks? Four weeks. April 23rd, 24th. Oh my gosh, so Kyle. Ugh, can they just open already? The anticipation for the it. spring sizzler is just killing me. Tell me about it. But the entries uh, continue to pour in. Got some big announcements here in the next uh, week or so about some, some I guess, surprise entries that are coming up from the South. So uh going to be fun. Can't wait. Now, uh, we can talk more about this during Spring Sizzler Week, but you were just showing us before the show some big improvements, not only at the racetrack, but for the fans to consume. What do you got over there? little uh, double hook lager. Wow. Stafford Motor Speedway stepping up their A-game this year. With the champion's can, and they just released their first set of trading cards. Wow. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. So make sure you so, get a hold of those folks. Get on up to Sta- yeah, exactly. Get on up to Stafford Motor Speedway for sure uh, when they finally open here uh, in, in in a month. So we're we're counting down because it's you know seventy five degrees and sunny down here. We're racing already a couple weeks into the season, Kyle. You guys are just behind. Well, we're our our, our seasons are shorter. Yeah, but we make the most of that time. Oh, you guys uh, pack it I'll in. Tell you that right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, um, you know, we need a few more degrees outside, a few more sunny days. Yeah. Um, it's about 52 today. We can get that up to about 62, 65 here in the next couple of weeks. We'll be in good shape. Perfect. Well, uh, we'll dive right into it. We'll kick it off with uh, an ARCA East second round of their 2022 season. Happened this past weekend at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. The General Tire 150. And Sammy Smith wins again. Two for two in the East, Kyle. Uh, we, we bookmarked it when we first previewed the ARCA Menards series. And so far, uh, it's almost deja vu for, for Sammy. Really good race. Was able to watch after our coverage of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, went out to uh, the Atlanta airport for a red eye and was able to hang with some of the guys in the airport and watch uh, the event. Great race between Sammy Smith and Taylor Gray. A lot of lead changes. Uh, Leland Honeyman, who finished second, uh, led some of the race as well. Uh, swapped the top spot several times. A lot of caution flags, uh, mainly for, for single car spins uh a couple in right in front of the leaders uh so they got lucky a couple of times but yeah sammy able to pick up the race win second consecutive dominated new smyrna and uh, had a good showing uh this past uh saturday night at pensacola after taylor gray had a late race restart penalty or restart violation so um good show uh it's gonna i think it's gonna come down to sammy and taylor most of the season uh, those are the guys that we're going to be talking about whenever the Arc Menards East Series hits the racetrack. And will we? And we will be talking to Sammy Smith. He'll actually be uh, on the line here coming up in the second part of our show. So be st- sure to stick in for that. But uh, you mentioned Taylor Gray, the restart violation. Is mistakes like that going to be maybe something to come back and haunt him here if this championship goes down to the final race? It could be, especially when you know. I, you have two or three guys running for the championship. I mean, every point's going to count. Every position's going to count. And right now, Taylor's behind, you know, uh, you know, fell short at the season opener at New Smyrna, fell short here after leading much of the race. In fact, finished third behind Honeyman. So, you know, uh, those precious two or three points in a short season already. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that mistake could be what determines, you know, his, his – end of season result whether he's the champion or not uh when when we get down to it in september and you mentioned leland honeyman i gotta give him a shout out i think he's shocked everybody winning the poll and then he was running top five the entire race finishing runner up his career best in the arc menard series so i mean he's got to be somebody that could be a sleeper pick here coming up especially if this confidence which i'm assuming right now is sky high absolutely especially on the short track the the series goes to dover next at the end of april you know, I'm not, he's not going to be my top pick at Dover. He might be in the top three or four, sure, but I sure. think, you know, Sammy Smith is a favorite. He's run there before. Taylor Gray has run there before. Uh, so, I mean, those two, I think, will again be the, the two to beat. Uh, I'm not sure if any outsiders 
will enter the race. But uh, I think Leland, uh, it's going to be a learning experience for him when we get to the Monster Mile next month. But when we get back to to some of these half mile, quarter mile, short tracks, uh, mainly half mile for the East. Um, yeah, no doubt. I think he's our next first time winner. Absolutely. So we'll keep an eye on that. But like Kyle mentioned, Friday, April 29th. So a little bit of a break here before we see the Arca East tackle Dover with the Dover 125. That will be live on Flow on April 29th at 530. Uh, we had him on the show, what, three weeks ago, Corey Heim talking Arca. He went out and made a dramatic pass in the uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race that we covered live on the Motor Racing Network. Uh, last lap pass on his teammate Chandler Smith. So shoot, two short guys going after it, and he gets his first career Truck Series win. That's got to be pretty special, uh, Kyle, especially for somebody you know we've watched kind of grow up, literally right before our very eyes, get a NASCAR major uh, National Series win. Yeah, we've watched him for several years now, coming up through the short tracks, an eight-time Arca Menard Series winner, and uh, doing well on the big tracks as well. In his fifth truck start, I believe it was his fifth yeah. truck start, um, you know, has a little bit of help on the final lap uh, from a teammate that's not on the lead lap, which stirred up some uh, some controversy there on the <laughs> uh, during post-race. But uh, in John Hunter Nemechek talking about uh, that four truck, uh, but he was able to push uh, Corey to the race win and in a dramatic opener to a dramatic weekend at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, the NASCAR Camping World trucks never disappoint, but man, what a race. Uh, to to debut that new facility and congratulations to Corey and, and we talked about it when we talked to him a few weeks ago a driver that we're going to be talking a lot about for a lot of years to come at the top levels of this sport and uh, you know he made made Kyle Busch proud the other night absolutely and, and and an amazing race too as Kyle alluded to you know Atlanta with the new reconfiguration the repave certainly lived up to the hype it was a lot of fun to watch a lot of fun to cover. Uh, and, and for Chandler Smith, uh, I'd be curious to talk to him this week after he's had some time to digest about what the team meetings were like because he feels like he's kind of been, quote-unquote, screwed over a little bit by teammates, kind of finishing in that runner-up spot, not getting the help. So I'd be curious to see what happens after uh, this all falls out. Uh, you know, I think it was, you know what, Chandler has a win. Yeah. And now the 51 truck has a win. Uh, and I'm sure John Hunter will get a win. Um so, so, you know, obviously these wins lock the drivers and the team owners into the uh, the playoffs at the end of the year. Ten, ten owners will get locked in. Ten drivers will get locked in. It's a separate set of standings that um, I don't like talking about a whole lot because I think it confuses people. But sure. there is a, yeah. obviously a, uh, there is obviously an owner's championship. And and with Chandler already locked into both of those championships, this allows uh, another KBM truck to get at least locked in to uh to the owner's championship i believe kyleson behind the wheel of that truck this coming week at yep. uh, the circuit of the americas so you know another shot for kbm to to go to victory lane gotta do what's best for the company so that ties a bow on that incredible race once again congratulations to Corey heim we also had the easter bunny 150 a, a marquee event here at hickory motor speedway just up the road from us uh in concord north carolina and twin 150s so you know it's going to be a packed house each and every night it was on night number one really Turned out to be a demolition derby. I, I didn't know if I called yeah. that on night number one, but Ryan Moore somehow gets it done virtually unscathed because I don't think any other vehicle in that race had uh, w was clean after that 150 laps. A rough and tumble affair. I believe 34 cars started, less than half finished, um, and and those that did finish had a whole bunch of damage, as you mentioned. <laughs> Ryan Moore's been around a while, second-generation driver. Yeah. Uh, started in the old Bush North Series up here. 
in uh, New England um, and has has spent much of his career with Pass or or the Pro All Star Series, which sanctioned the event down at Hickory Motor Speedway and uh, took that 47 car once again to victory lane, holding off Cole Butcher to finish. Joey Pole had a good run in the third spot. So uh, some some a, a very strong field, a very healthy field that got even more competitive and a little bit more star power for the Saturday night race. It certainly did. And by the way, he was the first winner from the state of Maine. So check yeah. that one off oh, the box it. of uh, up east. So that's pretty cool from up uh, near your parts. Now, you mentioned star power. William Byron, not to mention this guy's busier than heck trying to figure out Atlanta Motor Speedway. He hops on a plane, gets there just in time for heat races on Saturday night, night number two, the Easter Bunny 150, and then absolutely waxes him in the, in the feature event. So safe to say Willie B's firing on all cylinders because obviously he won again on Sunday in the Cup Series. What is it about, and, and we never saw this pre-COVID, you know, sure. Hendrick drivers, going out and running in other forms of motorsports, whether it be on dirt, whether it be on, on pavement. Um, and now we're seeing it all the time out of the Hendrick Motorsports camp, led by Kyle Larson, obviously, with that incredible season that he had a year ago and then went on to win the championship and won all the other short track races in between. Uh, now we're seeing William do it, uh, you, know, he- you know, just jumping on a plane, like you mentioned, heading over to the Hickory Motor Speedway for a Saturday night at the short track and, and claim that, Claim the win. You know, we've seen Chase Elliott do it in micros. You know, obviously Alex Bowman has has run a lot on dirt with the World of Outlaws. So um, it's fun to see, and it's it, it's good for everybody, not only when they do it, but when they have the success like William had this weekend. Hey, I'm going to race at my Saturday night NASCAR home track, and I'm going to turn around, on, what, 18 hours later, yeah. he's in victory lane at the Atlanta Motor Speedway um, in in you know, the most viewed motorsports event probably of the weekend. So uh, love to see that and uh, and hope we can see that more throughout the summer months. Yeah, he picked up the win for Donnie Wilson, obviously legendary when it comes yep. to short track racing. But, you know, you mentioned Kyle, kind of cool to see it coming out of the Hendrick camp. That was something Jeff Gordon said from immediately taking over his new role in the front office of Hendrick Motorsports. I want to get these guys out of their comfort zone. He watched what Kyle Larson's done. And granted, Kyle Larson's a once-in-generation talent, but nevertheless, I think everyone's gotten better just by getting out and running something that's different than running their number normal Sunday day job, right? And I think we're starting to see it pay off. Bowman's got a win. Larson has a win. Now William Byron has a win. Chase Elliott, uh, you got next, I guess. <laughs> and, and you know what? We're going to Coda this weekend, yeah. and that's where he won last year. Uh, granted, it was in the rain, and I don't think there's any rain in the forecast this weekend. Um, in fact, it's going to be sunny and I think 83 degrees or 87 degrees on Sunday. So uh, different conditions, different car, but still a road course and a track that he's comfortable with. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Chase continued to, uh, to, to dominate for Hendrick this season, this early part of the season, three wins already. And it would be, a, be pretty special for Rick to get all four of his drivers yeah. to victory lane before the first what, 15% of the season's complete. Yeah, that'd be quite the accomplishment for sure. So we'll see what happens uh, down there at Coda. But an awesome Easter Bunny 150. They had great weather here in North Carolina. And uh, Hickory Motor Speedway's off and rolling for 2022. Now, we had also the Smart Modified Tour was in action. The Lucky Charms 99, yeah, it was St. Patrick's Day uh, last week. So kind of keeping in the theme at Southern National. Long overdue return for Smart to Southern National, one of the iconic short tracks in the country. Uh and I'll surprise, sound like a, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. I'll sound like a broken record uh, with Matt Hirschman, Big Money, remaining perfect with the tour. I think he's won four the last four, four tour races over the last two years. Uh, Kyle, it's kind of 
geez, the fight for second. Like, when you show up to a smart race, are you just thinking, I got to fight for second at this point? Uh, well, at this point, I mean, he's entered four and he's won four in the last uh, year or so for Matt. So uh, if he shows up, there's a pretty darn good chance he's going to win. Max yeah. McLaughlin finishing in the second spot. Uh, one of the Bowman Gray heroes, Burt Myers in third. Brandon Ward fourth. And former Cup Series champion, uh, Bobby Labonte, uh, continuing to show strength in the modified down south, rounding out the top five. And again, for the Smart Tour, uh, great car count, 27 cars taking the green flag. So that is good to see. Hopefully that trend continues uh, as we get deeper into the smart season. They're going to run a lot of races here in the next couple of months because once Bowman Gray opens their gates at the end of April, uh, the the tour kind of quiets down a little bit because they don't want to step on Bowman Gray's toes because most of the drivers uh, do both. You know, they sure. run a Bowman Gray on Saturday nights and also run the smart tour. So uh, smart, smartly schedules a lot of their races around the Bowman Gray schedule, which opens up here with the Hayes Jewelers 200 in about six weeks' time. Yeah, it's all in the name. Smart being smart. So congratulations once again to Big Money Matt Hirschman. We'll see if his dethroning comes anytime soon uh, in that series. South Boston Speedway, we documented last show, opening their 2022 season in a big way with their NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series, the Twin 65s uh, on Saturday night for the late model stocks. And uh, Lane Riggs just uh, pretty much ran away with both uh, uh, twin 65 races. He hadn't won a race at the track until winning the first two of 2022. So pretty good start for him. Yeah. Uh, won both of them. Mike Looney finished second in race number one, uh, and race number two it was, uh, first and second, the same in, in both events, Peyton Sellers, Mark Wirtz, Landon Pendleton, top five in the first race. And then some new names in race two with Mason Bailey, Thomas Scott, Jacob Borst rounding out, uh, the, the top five in race two. 25 cars on hand there. Uh, so, again, a good start to South Boston, a track that has condensed their schedule in, in recent years, running, for the most part, doubleheader shows like what we saw last Saturday night uh, with twin 65 lappers. So, um, going to be a competitive season, but nice to see uh, Wayne open the, the season with a pair of wins. And it's also nice, too, you know, we, we document a lot of these races, you know, twin 150s or or 100 lappers. I kind of like these 50, 60 kind of sprint races. You don't get to see a, two, a whole lot of them just because I feel like these, you know, longer races, these Enduros, as I want to call them, for some of them especially, uh, kind of seem to be more popular nowadays. But the sprint races are still my kind of thing. Being a dirt track guy, I love these 30, 40 lap, just all out sprint to the finish. Well, you love Stafford because the longest race of the night is usually 50 laps for the SP Modifieds. And the longest race of the season is about 100 laps. But, um, you know, I, I've never understood the Twin 100 or the Twin 150 concepts because, one, there's a short turnaround. If you have issue in race one, it is hard to come yeah. back from a, a, a serious mechanical issue or a crash and be ready to go an hour and a half later in race number two. Um, and the other thing as a fan is race number two, you know, if you start the night with 18 cars and you wreck a bunch race number two, hundred laps or 150 laps with 10, 12 cars, it's long. Sure. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, 
We'll see what happens, but neither way, South Boston had a heck of a good opening uh, for their 2022 season. Just a couple of other racetracks had action going on. We had the Carolina Pro-Lay models at Franklin County. They had some internet issues. I know folks were trying to tune in live on Racing America. Couldn't quite see it, but they got to watch the recap where Mason Maggio picked up the win. The Super Late models at Citrus County. The Citrus 50, the 50 lapper, that went to Jared Irvin. And Florence Motor Speedway with their NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series. Cade Brown wins the late model race. Kyle, am I missing anything? I don't think so. You got it covered, and I like how we're talking about more and more facilities opening up. Uh, yep. That means, you know, we're getting into the the heart of the season, and, and that's a good thing. Just in time for my birthday coming up on Saturday, the big 3-0, so good to see a lot of racing happening. Uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, Sammy Smith taking the Arca East win 2-for-2 two two to start the year. Well, guess what? He's on the line. We're getting a word that he is ready to rip and roll, so we're going to take a quick break and be right back on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. Hey, before we continue the conversation, I do want to thank the folks at Flow Racing for participating, for being our partner here. are going to be with us all year long. If you are a fan of any kind of racing at all, Flow Racing has you covered. I mean, it's just, it's wall-to-wall racing all weekend long. So we appreciate Flow Racing, and you can get Flow Racing. Just, uh, just, just find them at Flow Racing and uh, check it out and get subscribed. And joining us now on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing is the winner of the ARCA East event down at Five Flags in Pensacola, Mr. Sammy Smith, driver of the number 18 KBM Toyota from Johnston, Iowa. Sammy, congratulations. It's kind of like deja vu, right? Winning at Five Flags as you uh, were en route to your championship last year. Uh, Describe this one for me. It seemed like it was a rough and tumble uh, battle there up front for first half of the race and kind of set sail in the second half. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, it was a uh, it was a good win. We were able to obviously get two in a row for the East Series. Um, but overall, it was kind of a, a tough race. Um, we we kind of we struggled in practice a little bit. We weren't we weren't where we usually are. Um, I, we you know the guys worked hard and they were able to get it good. Um, we qualified fourth, and then kind of first part of the race, we were trying to ride, um, kind of not burn our stuff up, and then and then we uh, were able to. Uh, that second half of the race kind of kind of dominate and, and and set safe to the win. How do you adapt as a driver when the first part of the day is not going that well? You qualify fourth. You you may not be where you want to be in practice. Uh, how are you to adapt over the course of say the the, the two hundred lap event? You had several cautions uh, to adapt. I believe nine yellow slowed the event. Yeah, you know it was it started to get a little bit frustrating there, uh, knowing that the cautions were just people kept spinning out and, and there really wasn't many, you know, reasonable cautions as people just looping it and stuff like that. But it was, uh, it was kind of getting frustrating, but, you know, I knew I had to just, I guess it'd be good practice for restarts. Um, Taylor was really good on the starts and, and then he got called there for jumping, jumping that last one, which he was kind of, you know, the ARCA kind of, there can only, there's a line there. So you don't, you don't really have a box to go. So it's kind of tough. If you're the leader, you don't really have an advantage. So it's kind of, tough to for on both ends if i was in second place i'd try to do the same thing but um you know he was caught jumping it and then in that um i guess the last two restarts i kind of had it a little bit easier um i was able to just set, set sail yeah you mentioned taylor and taylor gray that is uh going into the season i think people circled you and him as going to be the title fight we've seen it so far through two events you guys battling at the front what's that like racing with him and obviously you know he's going to be your main rival so how do you approach you know, each and every race now, uh, knowing it's pretty much going to come down to you and him at some point. Yeah, you know, it's uh, obviously, I feel like racing, 
racing him it will be a, my competition this year and and you know we race good together it's we we you know race hard but clean um we've raced hard and clean all the way up to this point and and you know i, I think it'll just get more more intense as the year goes on um but you know i feel i, I enjoy racing taylor and, and i think it's he'd be say the same thing you know we uh we wanted you know challenge each other and try to try to get better as drivers and i feel like we we do that so um, you know, he was able to get us at Phoenix and we were able to get him last week. So I think, uh, you know, going into Dover, hopefully we can do the same thing. That's right. Long break here before we go to Dover here next month. Um, you've been in and out of college motorsports these last couple of years. Um, 18 years old. How does one get hooked up with KB? Yeah, you know, we uh, I started racing Supers there when I was uh, 15. Um, kind of got through there with the Toyota Racing Development program and then we i was there for a year and then left ran supers last year with donnie wilson motorsports and then ran arca with with jgr and then this year i was back there with the arca car which which was always good to be back um i'm actually 17 right now i turned 18 in june so um, god i feel like i get but, older and the kids get younger <laughs> right every week, chris <laughs> i know oh my goodness but um yeah i was able to uh get back there kind of sucks we're able to we have to miss the first four races just because of my age but yep. um we'll still run for the arc east championship and then the suchi showdown then when i do turn 18 i'll be able to run um i think it's just michigan and kansas but i'm um, looking forward to that and uh hopefully we can go get ourselves another one at dover what's the level of of comfortability with kbm just between this, you know, the late model program and now kind of jump starting their ARCA program, is there any differences between the two, or is it just called, you know, all one big happy family that operates like a machine? Yeah, I think it's just one big happy family. You know, everyone wants to do one goal, and that's to win there at KBM. So, um, you know, I feel like if we're doing that, we're doing our job. So we uh, we're, we just keep working hard and and trying to, you know, obviously team brings fast race cars to the track every week, and I, I do my job. And, and, uh, you know, I feel like we can we can go out and win every single week. And you just touched on it a moment ago. My next question about, all right, what have you hit on here? But, I mean, it's Cobblish Motorsports. You, you just said you, you bring fast race cars every week. Led the most laps at New Smyrna to open the season. Led a bunch of laps last week. Um, yeah, obviously, you got to feel like mom- there's a lot of positive momentum on your side right now. Yeah, I definitely, definitely feel like, you know, we, we have the – contender every week we go to the track to to try to win practice qualifying in the race and you know i think that's all you can ask us for a driver and to, to do that every week um and then um you know obviously hopefully we can uh, do that every week and, and go get wins what's the learning curve been like in just four short years of, of really professional racing i mean you see a lot of these drivers you know their career it's almost lengthened a little bit longer than yours going from where you were in legends cars to now, mm-hmm. you know, in the Arca East program and then obviously kind of getting some truck deals and stuff like that going. So what, what's been the toughest challenge for you? Just like you said, being 17 years old and you're already at this point winning big marquee races and going for championships. Uh, I think probably just, uh, probably just more experience, you know, the, the higher you run up, I feel like I started in a good with running pro light models and super light models really teaches you a lot just about racecraft and and how to race and the longer races um and i feel like that's probably one of the biggest biggest humps for me that has improved me to be the driver i am and, and i feel like the more you just move up it's just adapt adapting to different cars and, and adapting to the the, the drivers the, the styles that everyone races um i think and then obviously the bigger tracks i don't have too much experience on the bigger tracks but um, looking forward to getting on those this year and, and hopefully keep trying to improve. 
have you started to prepare for the bigger tracks yet? I know there's a lot of tools out there with simulation and 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 all all of the that technology. Is that something that you've started to to work on? Yeah, it definitely has been. You know, I've been uh, doing working on running the sim at TRD. I was actually in the sim Monday after this Monday, uh, running a little bit Dover and then running Road America. I'm running Road America this weekend. Yep. Road Atlanta, I mean, in the uh, TA two car. So trying to work on all those the small things, the, the road course, working on trying to get better at bigger tracks and, and just trying to improve as a driver as much as I can. Um, sorry, I went away there, but just trying to uh, you know do everything I can as a driver to uh, be the best I can in and outside the race car. Yeah, and you mentioned the the TRD program, Toyota Racing Development. We've had so many of your cohorts, you know, fellow young drivers kind of working their way up through that program. Is there a level of competitiveness between all of you guys and girls in that program just to like, you know, I got to keep winning or showing, you know, separating myself from the pack because there's so many of you and I know there's so many coveted seats out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it's, uh, I guess, you know, it's, uh, everyone wants to be better than everybody else and I think it's a good, everyone pushes each other to be better um, and, and try to, try to, you know, obviously better, be better than everyone else. But I feel like if you're winning races and, and doing everything right, um, on and off the track, I feel like that that's what separates a lot of the the average drivers to the the best drivers. So hopefully, um, you know, I can just keep doing everything I can to to try to be the best driver I can be, and then try to keep uh, winning races and championships for Toyota. You mentioned some of the road racing stuff you're doing uh, this coming weekend. Uh, several gaps in the schedule in the East schedule over the course of the season, uh, as was the case last year. What else are you doing to to, to fill the gaps? Yeah, I, I'll uh, be running a couple of TA2 races this year, um, and then I'll be running, I think, 10 more super races as well. So trying to trying to fit on every every off weekend I can, get get to the racetrack I, after this weekend, I think have a couple weeks off, um, which would be good prep for Dover. Um, it's uh, Dover I ran there last year. We finished, I think, uh, fourth we did, and, and uh, it was definitely a, a tough track. I feel like I got a lot to learn, or learned a lot last year and also got a lot to learn um, getting there. So hopefully we can uh, – go go get ourselves a, a pretty cool trophy you mentioned you know the late model races i mean coming into the season right you winchester 400 music city 200 one at southern national all these big races aside from going for another arca east championship what's successful like what does success look like in 2022 what's what's your goals um i think honestly just to, to try to win as many races as possible obviously win the, the arca east championship and the showdown um and then hopefully go win those couple more marquee events in the super late model um, that I want to win, you know, snowball derby, all American 400 and, and try to get the red, but I, I got the governor's cup in Winchester 400 last year. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, just keep, keep trying to, you know, obviously take it one race at a time, but to go win every race we, we get in. Next up on the schedule, you touched on it a moment ago, and this will be my final question for you. April 29th, the monster miles over international speedway. They say it's like riding a roller coaster you fall off the front stretch onto the banking and then then climb out off of turn two. One, is it like a roller coaster uh, from your view? And two, how demanding is that place? Yeah, for sure. I would definitely describe it as just that. We I went there last year for the first time. That was my my first big track. Like I did, I was I ran short tracks and probably the biggest track before that was probably a half mile. But you know, obviously going there was totally different. Um, it was definitely like getting in turn one and the feeling of you got to just drive it in deep and 
you know, roll a little bit and get back and get back to it. Definitely with the ARCA car with being less horsepower and a lot of downforce. So um, it was, it was definitely a uh, roller coaster, I would say. And I'm looking forward to get back, back there um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorite tracks for sure, just to watch the level of physicality it takes behind the wheel of a race car. My final question for you, and especially this is interesting for young drivers like yourself, who are not even 18 years old yet, just to see the different generation gaps. Who's been a big idol that you've looked up to as a race car driver? Maybe somebody you want to emulate, or maybe somebody who's had a big influence on your career thus far. Who's somebody that you could pinpoint? Uh, I'd say probably as a somebody to like, I looked up to or would always watch on Sundays was probably Jimmy Johnson. He, he, he's probably one of the harder working guys. And I feel like, you know, you got to work really hard on and off the track to be, to be successful. And, and he definitely did that. And, and it showed he, you know, he obviously wasn't the best in Xfinity, but then when he moved up to cup, he, he, uh, you know, took advantage of his shot and was, was really productive and, and he's probably one of the best there is. Um, but you know, definitely wouldn't be here if it was without my sponsors, you know, TMC, Pilot Flying J, um, Allstate, Peterbilt, um, Brenda Group, and then Toyota. They've helped me a lot these last four years um, I've been with them. And, and obviously just trying to trying to continue to grow and, and try to win races and championships for sure. Well, so far you're on the right track. Best of luck the rest of the season. We'll look forward to catching you up down the road. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. That was Sammy Smith, driving the number 18 KBM Toyota in the ARCA E-Series. Two for two to start the 2022 season. We'll be right back here on NASCAR Coast to Coast after this. Hey, before we continue the conversation, I do want to thank the folks at Flow Racing for participating, for being our partner here. They're going to be with us all year long. If you are a fan of any kind of racing at all... Flow Racing has you covered. I mean, it's just, it's wall-to-wall racing all weekend long. So we appreciate Flow Racing, and you can get Flow Racing. Just uh, just, just find them at Flow Racing and uh, check it out and get subscribed. Thanks again to Sammy Smith for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. couple news and notes to get buttoned up here on this week's episode, including... Those of you fans of the SRX series, well, you're going to have a chance to input who's going to race at the Nashville Fairgrounds coming up this summer. They're going to have six late model drivers for you to choose from, some of the best in the business, all that have ties to the Nashville Fairgrounds, whether it's a former race winner or champion. And uh, you're going to decide who's going to race with the big boys in the SRX series. Kyle, I I saw the list. It's Brittany Zavmora, who's the first woman to win win a premier race uh, there. Cole Williams, Dylan Fecto, the past champions, Michael House, Bubba Pollard, and Steven Nassi, the two-time Super Series champ. So how cool is this to get the fans involved? I mean, we obviously talked about these different racetracks, um, maybe awarding the winner of a major race, getting a chance to race SRX, but now it's up to the fans. You like the idea? I do. It's something we haven't seen before, and it allows, like you mentioned, to get the fans involved and get them excited for for that event there this summer. Uh, Six really great names that have made, obviously, a name for themselves at the Nashville Fairground Speedway. Uh, I, w- I don't know who I'd vote for. Who I was about to for, I was about to put you on the spot here. You got Brittany, Cole Williams, Dylan Fecto, Michael House, Bubba Pollard, and Steven Nassi. It would be a toss-up between, I don't know. I'd probably vote for for Brittany. You're about to hurt five people's feelings here. I, I think I would bro- vote for Brittany. Um, okay. uh, I think the only other lady running this year is Haley Deegan. Uh, and I don't think there were any last year. I don't think. Uh, yeah, Haley ran. Yeah, Haley did last run. Year. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I would vote for Brittany, and I, I think a lot of people are going to vote for Brittany just because of, of her popularity, one, and the sure. success that she has had at that racetrack. Um, don't overlook a, like a Bubba Pollard, um, somebody that we've been saying for years deserves a shot to be at that type of level, racing against those kind of drivers, and a Stephen Nassi for that matter. So, um, I mean, none of the six would surprise me, but I'd probably, you know, I'd probably stick with Brittany. Yeah, I think that's a good pick, and I, I think everybody on this list is a good pick for for what it's yep. worth. I'm not going to commit to one right now. I would say Bubba just for the – he's been around for so long, kind of yep. like, you know, I'll beat this, you know, like a dead horse here, but Cody Swanson, if you look at just – the talent in terms of open wheel, but not even open wheel, just short track ace on pavement has deserved an opportunity to get to the next level for so many years. But like Bubba Pollard, you know, he's getting up there in age a little bit, you know, compared to some of these younger, you know, younger talents. So uh, if I'm going to have a sympathy pick or somebody who I'd like to see run, I think it'd be him. Certainly everybody on this list is worthy, but I'm going to kind of wait and see what happens um, in the next couple weeks with some of these races coming up, uh, especially when you have, you know, the spring sizzler on the docket coming up. Kind of see who starts to shine, maybe separates themselves a little bit, um, and that will lean a little bit for me to, to vote for them. Voting does start April 3rd until May 6th, so you still have a little bit uh, before voting is open. You can do that on SRX's page. So, uh, None of those six will be in the spring sizzler. I can tell you that right now. Oh, that's a good point. Well, we'll figure it out. There'll be some races coming up. We'll, uh, we'll the fans see. will figure it out. The fans will figure it out. Well, I'm a fan really too, right? I can, I can. You are. Um, so anyway, that was really exciting news from SRX. So definitely uh, be on the lookout. April 3rd is when voting begins. Uh, winner will be announced actually at the Arca East event there in on, on May 7th. So if you're paying attention to the Arca East race at Nashville Fairgrounds, that is where. Uh, the results of the voting will take place. Uh, speaking of ARCA, Raja Kruth, we talked about him on last week's show uh, post-Phoenix, how impressive we were with him and his young career running for Rev Racing, being up there in the top three there at the final restart, having a shot to win. Uh, he's going Xfinity Racing, Kyle, for Alpha Prime, six races. Uh, are you surprised that some of these young talents now are getting these kind of opportunities here this early? No, uh, well-deserved opportunity for Raja, a young driver that we have watched again for years, come up through Legends and Bandoleros on like Tuesday nights, I believe, at, at Charlotte Motor Speedway yeah. years ago, and then come up through uh, the late model ranks and, and running for Rev Racing these last several seasons in the Arkham and Arts East Series, running well, uh, proved himself a week and a half ago at the Phoenix Raceway, running up there with the big boys all day. Um, fun to watch, and uh, yeah, a well-deserved opportunity um, look forward to seeing him on track uh, in, in the national spotlight. And I think he's another one of those young drivers where if he can get the right break um, and they're hard to come by, uh, yeah, you know, those, those sure. top, top seats are, are secured, but you know, if he can take uh, a second or, you know, a third tier seat and have a good day, a top 12, a top 15 day, um, he's going to turn a lot of heads. Absolutely. And he'll have that first opportunity April segment, April 2nd, excuse me, at the Richmond Raceway. Also, he's going to be driving at Dover, Pocono, Kansas, and Martinsville. Uh, so be on the lookout for Raja with Alpha Prime Racing. And also making some headlines this week, a former ARCA driver, Brad Perez, or Brett as many of them call around the garage area, going to make his Truck Series debut this weekend at the Circuit of the Americas for Rayum Brothers Racing. Again, uh, a guy who's been all over the spectrum. We've watched him run Legends at Charlotte, Bandoleros. He's run a Spec Miata a few races on the road courses. Uh, he's ran an Arkham Menard Series race as well. But he's 
on his day job, I mean, this guy is everywhere. He works for Mullins Racing uh, in the shop. He works as a tire specialist for Rackley War in the truck series, a social media personality. It's always cool to see some of these uh, rags-to-riches story kind of happen and a big opportunity for him to make his national debut. And that's what fans have been wanting, right? Yeah. Uh, they want these these the drivers that we watch on, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday to come up through uh, their local short tracks and, and the grassroots level of the sport. Now we're seeing it. We talked earlier in the show with, with William Byron kind of going back to his roots. It's nice to see these, these guys um, turn the wrenches and, and, you know, kind of develop their, their personality, their resume, um, and then get these opportunities. You know, him. Uh, I, unfortunately he came into the mix after I left in the summer shootout stuff. I mean, I, when I was in Charlotte, I was at Summer Shootout every Tuesday night for about 12 years. Um, but you, you say he's a great guy. Oh, he's fantastic. I mean, not only just his talent behind the wheel, because, you know, while the opportunities haven't been as as multiple as probably is what he would want, um, anytime he gets a shot, he's fast. But also on the sim, he's really good. Runs with me and, and a few others in the industry at the Monday Night Racing League. Uh, Kyle Busch has been in our races, Dale Earnhardt Jr., a couple big names, Xfinity drivers, and he gets up there with the best of them and, and, and rubs fenders for the win on a weekly basis. So, And, and, and granted, yes, it is iRacing, but look at what iRacing has done for the sport and how many, how much some of that talent, like Raja Kruth, who runs with us as well, is translated over uh, behind the wheel in, in real life. So really good opportunity for Brad and uh, certainly excited to see what he could do. Kind of, a, like I said, a rags of riches story. And, you know, you mentioned it kind of, you know, being a mechanic first and then being a driver. It's kind of like Ricky Bobby, no, just on a not as kind Hollywood of. scale. <laughs> kind of. Kind of, kind of, a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll make that connection. Uh, finally, before we get uh, wrapped up here on episode number eight, we do have some racing coming up this weekend. Certainly a lot of local tracks are opening their doors, but we also have Arca West back in action. Round two, Irwindale. Kyle, love Irwindale Speedway. Uh, man, I'd love to see the national yep. series get there at some point, but, uh, <laughs> what can you, what, what can we expect from the West series at Irwindale? I knew you got what you were, where you were going before yep. you even said it about the national series going to Irwindale, a great racetrack, about six lanes wide, all of which are raceable. Um, you know, I went to a West race there a few years ago. It was uh, back then the Kane and West series and they put on a great show. I think they ran twin features that night with a pro late model race in between, uh, Good event then. It's going to be another great race this week. Uh, Jake Drew, I think, is the uh, the driver to watch right now. Um, he he led the way for the West contingent at the Phoenix Raceway a couple of weeks ago when when they opened up their season with the Arkham Art Series, part of a combination event. So uh, keep an eye on Jake Drew, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what other West drivers, what other West teams uh, challenge Drake. Jake, that is, at the front of the field and, and could contend for this championship. And again, another short season, so you have to strike early. Uh, and, you know, Irwindale race two and the first real standalone race is going to be going to be fun to watch this Saturday night. Absolutely. That race will be 10 o'clock Eastern time, 10 p.m. Eastern. So uh, drink that extra cup of coffee on Saturday. Flow Racing is the place to watch it live. USA Network will have it taped delayed on April 11th. We also have the Spring Nationals, the second annual Georgia Spring Nationals coming up. Friday and Saturday at Cordell Speedway, Southern Super Series event. And Kyle, not only do we have some big names in there, but Johnny Sauter is in it, baby. Always fun when Johnny Sauter shows up at the racetrack. Obviously, uh, didn't have the best of time the last couple of years in the truck, so he's going back to where 
uh, where he is having fun again. And that is at, in a, a super late model at short tracks across the country. And uh, yeah, Johnny Sauter in the event this weekend. And, and he's not uh, alone as far as big names. You, you know, Bubba Pollard's there, obviously. Steven Nassie, Hunter Robbins, who we had on the show a few weeks ago. Jake Garcia, very healthy entry list for the 125-lap event for the Southern Super Series. Pro late models also on the card for 75 laps. Uh, was a great event a year ago and uh, should be another good one this weekend. Sunday, I believe, is when they, uh, they're going to run the, the pros and the supers. Yep, and it'll be on Racing America, powered by Speed51.tv. Don't forget, Bubba Pollard won the Speed Fest event back in January, beating Chandler Smith, mm-hmm. and so we'll see if Bubba can go two for two this year. But obviously, a star-studded field as always. Kind of hoping Johnny Sauter plays spoiler and gets up there and gets himself a big win, uh, especially like he documented. Tough truck series last couple of years. It'd be nice to kind of see him get some momentum on the short yep. track scene. Uh, Smart Modified Warrior 99 is coming up this weekend at Caraway Speedway, Saturday, 8.30 p.m. on Flow Racing. Uh, again, we just talked about him uh, coming off a big weekend as well with Matt Hirschman. I, I didn't get a chance to look at the entry list. Not sure if he's entered. I would assume so. If you've won four in a row, you might as well go enter five. So we'll see if he'll show up. I'm assuming he'll be there. Um, and I, they didn't. I don't think they wrecked any cars last weekend. So I, a quick turnaround, and I know a lot of those southern teams – um, you know, they don't have the resources that sure. the modifieds up here in the Northeast have, but, uh, only three cautions a week ago. And I believe it was for all minor stuff. So, um, hopefully they get a good car count. Somebody is going to dethrone that one day, right? We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I may start just, I don't know, betting the field at this point, if I'm going to put money on anything, just to hope for something. But, uh, Matt Hirschman, for sure, they call him big, big money. He's earning a lot of it here in 2022. Uh, another big series to kind of wrap things up, the Cars Tour, late model stocks, and also pro late models. We'll see if the Quapple show continues as Caden and Carson swept uh, Caraway in the season opener. They're at Hickory Motor Speedway, like it's just up the road here from us in Concord. Saturday, CarsTour.tv. Uh, again, the thick of the series, or the thick of the season, I guess, is kind of really getting rolling and. uh so far, like I mentioned, the Quapple brothers have set the tone in both series. We'll see if uh, anybody can take uh, take them on. Yeah, Carson and Caden each getting a win in, in the late model and pro late models. A uh, bit of a different format this year without the Supers, but uh, still Quapples in victory lane. And it'll be interesting to see what they can do at Hickory this week. I think there's a pretty good shot that at least one of them will be back in victory lane and have to tune in to find out which one. But you're right, uh, we're in the thick of the season. Tracks are opening. All that's left is unlocking the gates up here in the Northeast, and we're getting closer. And I'll closer. try to send, like, <laughs> some, I don't know, we need to, like, just fast-forward time for you up there so we can start talking about racing up in your neck of the woods. In due time, because once it starts, it's not going to stop until yeah, that's Oct- true. October. So enjoy you know, it now. Enjoy it now. Exactly. Four nights a week up here, uh, usually Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, and some Sundays. So it's it's nonstop um, between the, the tracks up here in, in Connecticut uh, within just 20, 30 minutes from me. So can't wait. In fact, the icebreaker, Thompson Speedway, is just, what, two weeks away, a week and Something a half like away. That. So, yeah, yeah we're, we're, it's close. Well, but you're still busy. You're going to be on the road with Motor Racing Network at the Circuit the Americas for NASCAR weekend covering the Camping World Truck Series. Are you excited to go back and see some of these guys that we've covered in the short tracks try to turn left and right and – Everywhere else through the city of Austin there at that beautiful facility? I am. It's a fantastic facility. Uh, the forecast looks much better than last year. I was soaking wet before I even got to my turn <laughs> position last year. Uh, completely drenched. We, uh, we were on the tower in the infield. 
Um, and if you've ever seen the Circuit of the Americas, you know the tower we're talking oh, yeah. about. Um, it, it's, it's high, and it's also windy, and we were almost at cloud level uh, during the first half wow. of the truck race last year. That's how low the ceiling was. Uh, but by the second half of the truck race, it was a completely different event. Uh, the sun had come out. The track was drying. The temperatures went up about 15 degrees. We were shedding the, the jackets and the sweatshirts uh, halfway through the race. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, hopefully a bit more consistent this year, a full dry event. And I uh, can't wait to see what, what NASCAR can do, all three of NASCAR's national series, on a dry coda. Looking forward to it. Kyle, safe travels. Once again, from Killingly, Connecticut, that's Kyle Ricky. I'm Chris Wilner. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. We'll see you next time.